chick, chick. Uh, yeah, welcome to the uh, A7 and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Winston Jr. Um, what's up to everybody? How y'all been? A lot of things been going on lately, but uh, one thing I was trying to get to and haven't really had time because I hopped on here and then I got busy with stuff, life. But, um, Colin Kaepernick's back in the news. Pretty sure everybody's heard every version, every thought, every opinion, negative or positive about the situation. But, it was strange from the get-go. Just didn't make any sense from... I mean, just the timeline, the timeline of the whole situation from the kneeling three years ago. Well, first he said, then he said he was suggested to kneel and show respect for the awareness he was trying to raise. But somehow they got twisted to he's disrespecting the flag in the military and trying to take away from the actual cause he was trying to bring awareness to. Um, I think they may have tried to trade him once, one time to Denver. He didn't want to renegotiate his uh, contract, supposedly. Um, he opted out, which is his right. And he couldn't, he couldn't get picked up by any team, which didn't make any sense. I mean, he did pretty well that year. I think he had like 16 to 17 uh, touchdowns, four or five picks. But I think he was one of the last members of that team that was still left over from Jim Harbaugh, I guess, running to the Super Bowl when they played the Ravens. So, I mean, he didn't have that much talent around him. But folks don't want to look at that. They look at what you produce. They don't want to hear that. Um, fast forward to last year, I want to say, is when the whole, he filed a, a um, sued the NFL for collusion. Him and Eric Reed, they ended up settling in February for who knows what amount. It's been speculation from one to 30 mil, depending on who you talk to or depending on who you listen to. Some people say 10 apiece. Some people say they split 10, but who knows because they sound a clause to where they can't speak about the trail. So Eric gets signed by Carolina last year. Cap still not signed. But you had a whole host of just just horrible QBs get signed from Nate Peterman in Buffalo throwing five interceptions a game to even this year with the Jets being down to the last two quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon was hurt, hurt, got hurt, knocked out by Garrett. And then Luke, some guy named Luke was just horrible. Pittsburgh don't have a QB. Detroit don't have a QB. Uh, the Dolphins don't have anything. 
Carolina QB is doing all right, but still for just to bring him in. I mean, got countless teams out there that could have brought the man in for a tryout or look. Can't tell me this man can't throw and can't produce. I mean, really didn't make no sense. So, fast forward to, I think, summertime, Jay-Z signs on, Rock Nation take over their social awareness and justice campaign in order to get what, not in order to get, slash also entertainment part of uh, the Super Bowl. Some people like the move. Some people didn't like the move. Everybody has their opinion on it. All right, so I guess Cap put out through his representation that they didn't like the move, that Jay-Z and Cap never spoke. Even though Jay-Z said they did speak, he didn't really say when. He just said they spoke. And the rest is history. Fast forward to last week. Cap gets a on-the-spot trout from the NFL. Not from a team from the NFL. And it was like, hey, here's your date. This is how we're going to do it. No questions asked. Well, probably not no questions asked. Well, yeah, no questions asked because the NFL was trying to push it. But Cap had questions, which is his right. You want to know what you're walking into. Um, just everything just seemed weird. First of all, teams travel on Saturdays. Most major personnel, people that need to make the decisions, aren't going to be able to be there. Um... Everything from the setup to the time to it being non-negotiable to him having to ask who he's going to throw to, being promised the list, not getting the list. So really, the NFL just started the whole, I guess you can call petty back and forth. So Colin asked for something, then sent a waiver, and then he countered, and they said no. So then he just moved the whole workout 60 miles outside of Atlanta. 25 teams that showed up. Only eight made the draft. Um, just sounds weird. Getting report on the raver that basically want him to sign over all his rights. Basically, mean if he did get signed, he couldn't sue for any grievances, which is weird. He wouldn't have any rights if he got hurt, injured, if he signed with a team, and then they just cut him because he injured, and then leave him out there without paying medical bills or anything. That's not, I guess, protocol for the NFL. But you have some that say. It is protocol because they were just trying to control the narrative because it was just weird from the get-go. They, It was basically, I look at it as a trap. Like, Colin couldn't win either way because if he would have showed up, 
they wouldn't have cared because he done posted videos, first of all, of himself working out and throwing on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram before. It's been video out there of him working out and stuff. Like, I mean, that was just the weird part because it's not like they haven't seen him work out or seen the video of him working out and throwing and the shape he's in. Um, the waiver basically making him sign over all his rights that's not standard from what I read um, not even any combines that's not standard um, the whole situation was just just set up for him for either way he took it to fail. So if he would have showed up, they basically wanted him to show up, see what he was going to say. They wouldn't care how he performed on the field. I mean, they would have cared because they would probably show clips of him overthrowing, underthrowing, not accurate, all that stuff. But they probably wanted to know, like, is he done with his stance? Or no. Like that's what they really wanted to see. So he took the camp to the high school. Did his workout. I watched it on YouTube. Thought he did well. Got to the interview part. And it's not many interviews that he's done since that interview. Usually it's through his representation. So he said what he had to say, you know. He performed, you know, he, the balls in eight court, everything sounded, you know, kind of aggressive. And I can get his point, you know, you, you are here trying to get in and you see what the NFL has allowed to stay and let them come back in all because they don't, they don't bring attention without realizing that they do bring attention. You got Ben Roethlisberger out there with at least two sexual assaults known of. And he was suspended, what, four games? You got Robert Kraft, the owner. Uh, you got an allegation out there on him. You got Richie Cognito. You got, uh, it was a receiver, Dante Oh, I can't think of his name, but he played at the University of Tennessee. He ended up killing a person under the influence, uh, drunk driving. Uh, you got all these domestic violence or uh, drug charges, and they'll keep a player and will be like, well, you know, everybody makes mistakes, yada, 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 but you can't support a player without twisting the narrative. So it's easy to say, man, he's not standing for the flag. He's disrespecting the troops. But if the troop, it was a troop that told him to kneel out of respect to get his point across. But the NFL don't care about that. It's like, oh, man, this got him beat beat his wife over here he raped got sexual allegations over here 
sexual assault over here, drug charges over here, four or five games, two, three, countless in and out of the NFL, all because they don't feel it brings attention. But you still have people that look at that like, that's funny that you don't want to have attention, but yet you have these cases every year from any one of the NFL players, whether they be a starter or a practice squad. So, Colin probably looking at it like, but y'all don't want to talk about, like, real awareness, like, stuff that's actually going on, that every time you either turn on TV or, or open your social media app, you're always seeing a black and brown person killed or gunned down for for what? And then when you read the story, it's like, man, this is injustice. But then the media takes over and, and will throw up a, 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 a quick post there, scroll through your timeline and find like a post of you drinking or something or, or, or look through your life and find, oh, he got a misdemeanor. Like, they're quick to blow that up, but not look at when they counterparts are shooting up schools and churches and they get to go to, to Burger King and stuff and get brought in peacefully. Only to go to trial and claim mental insanity or they have mental issues. It's like it, it don't make sense. So I understand Colin on, you know, the tone of his voice. Let him know that he want to play because at the end of the day, he want to play. I mean, it's been a. That was just the weirdest thing I ever seen, though, and heard, you know, just from Tuesday to Saturday. When usually teams try you out on Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. Some don't even try you out. Some assign you. I mean, a couple teams did that last year. Broadcasts that ain't never played. I want to say Josh Webb, but John Webb ain't played like five years. He got a call up after being out of the league for five years. Ain't threw a football or nothing. So... She's just weird, and then hearing the commentary from folks, um, especially people that they try to play both sides. Uh, the worst who don't even play sides is <clears throat> like Jason Whitlock and Marcel Wiley, Marcellus Wiley. Like them two cats just. You know, kill him because they go beyond the message of what he was trying to do and what he's still trying to do. Like, they never talk about the good stuff he's doing. And if they do, it's like, oh, so what? He's doing that. Well, he's a confused kid. He's He, he can't be the face of this because he doesn't come from that background. But, but Jesse Williams has a, 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 a Caucasian mother and African-American father. Not saying he's a face, but he talks about social injustice and stuff. Here, Belafonte is married to a white woman. He talks about social injustice. Like, them focusing on that and then, like, trying to criticize his blackness or lack of and then try to tie it to, oh, man, he's just doing this for cred. He's just doing this to brand himself to to show the hood 
which is weird when they say words like that like on TV, like to show them that they really down and whatnot. For Stephen A to come out with that video yesterday or a couple days, I think it was Sunday. Was it Saturday or Sunday? He came out talking about Colin don't want to play football. He wants to be a martyr. Like, y'all got it, like, twisted. Like, nobody, if he didn't want to play and he didn't want to show up, he would have criticized. If he would have showed up, they would say he performed poorly and he's still inaccurate. He's, they would have listed a whole lot of things that he can't do right. And say, well, at least he showed up and signed a piece of paperwork that turned over all his rights. Like, Colin was in a no-win-win. So, Colin did what he had to do. He protected himself, his image, and he did it on his terms. Or to the best of his abilities. Now folks mad because he showed up with a with a shirt that said Kuja Kente on it. Like... I'm mad because he showed up with a shirt that just said Kuta Kente. But I've heard people on countless media shows, talk shows say how the NFL and from NFL players, how they run it like a slave plantation. Like how the owners are always getting rich and the players are barely getting barely anything. You see how they just cut them. They can have you can have 150 million contract, 60 million guaranteed. They can cut you after four or five games, and they may be on the hook for a million dollars or so. So, I mean, it's their money. They ruthless. They're gonna always do what they want. They always gonna protect their interests and protect their brand. So. Um, you know, I appall what Cap did. I may not agree with it, but I appall what he did. He did what was the best interest for him to get him a fair chance and a fair shot with what he couldn't get from an NFL trial on a on a suspicious day when everybody's gonna have a game or they on bye week or they in the hotel. And yeah, everybody got private jets and or you know ways to get there if they want to be there. But if they wanted to be there, they would have done this over the three years before it got to that point. Because only a couple teams, and I do mean a couple, which is Seattle brought them in to talk to them, and Baltimore brought them in to talk to them, and nobody signed them. But you saw all these quarterbacks that were just sitting on the sideline that's been away from the game just getting signed like like that. And Collins just sitting there like, man, we ain't heard from nothing. We ain't heard about nothing. But he see these other QBs getting signed. Like, it makes sense. You can't tell me that makes sense. Like, 
It was dynamic. He he was seeing what we were seeing. It affected him differently. He wanted to do something about it. He's still doing stuff about it. So you telling me that he can't do two things at once? Like you can't respect his cause? Why he also play football? Like if that's what he want to talk about in his interview, he can talk about like, hey, we had a great game plan, yada, yada, yada. It's going to always be reporters that's going to want to ask about what he does outside football. Like, that's his story. That's 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 what he's passionate about. You can't tell a person to cut off his passion when he go to a job because his passion is still going to be there. All right. But, like I said on my last podcast, I wouldn't mind calling, doing like a sit-down interview with either Adrian Foster, uh, Roland Martin, or hell, Chappelle, like, or, I mean, anybody, just, just for him to speak his words out of his mouth, not through representation, not from updates from other people like like him one on one like him talking about the whole thing and what and what led him to this path and what he's trying to accomplish what he is accomplished the things he's got going on the change he's seen if he's seen any what's the next step what's his thoughts on people like Malcolm Jenkins and Jay-Z you know you want to hear that kind of stuff like out of his mouth, out of like his thoughts. Like even if he just did his own, I would sit down, put on a Nike podcast. Like it's just him, just you know, speaking his truth, not you know, just sitting back, letting the narrative be twisted and turned and manipulated by by some folks that want to dismiss it and say, yeah, it, it was about the movement. Now it's about this. Like, like, no, like, I want to hear his voice. I want to hear his thoughts, his concerns, you know, what he can and can't talk about. Like, what, what he got coming up. Um, Like, when he, when is he going to stop? If ever chasing this dream to get back in the NFL. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking if he did get back in, what lineman would like just set him up to get hit? Like in a way where, because they protect the QBs. What do you think they would actually protect him with the rules that they got? Like in place right now, they probably wouldn't. So, like I said, I'd love to hear him talk, uh, you know, just hear his thoughts and everything. Um, that brings me to my next uh, topic, old Miles Garrett and the, the helmet snatcher. Uh, I was actually watching that game. I didn't watch 
the last couple of seconds because it was always 21-7. So I get on my phone, check the updates, and that's the first story that popped up. And I watched the video. I watched the whole video. And Rudolph is initiating, I guess, the, the one to take off the face and the helmet. So Miles takes his off. It's like big dog, little dog. It's like, you know, you can only do so much until the big dog show you his strength. So Mason kicks him in the groin. Gets his helmet snatched off. Now Garrett is getting restrained by two guys. Well, not even restrained. Just led away. But Mason is still coming at him aggressively. And he got hit with the helmet. I don't condone that. I mean, it, yeah, you can hit me with the what if factors. You know, if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. You know, it's not right. But I knew a suspension was coming. He was going to either serve four to five or the whole season. I didn't think the NFL would indefinitely suspend him. It'll probably last until next year about two or three games. Um, I'm glad to see Mason got 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 fined. I think he should have got a game because he initiated it. Like, but like they say, the principal don't, they don't never catch the first person; they always catch the second person. And he went overboard with his. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some memes that's because I got a sense of humor. That's kind of funny. I mean, we can't live in a world of man, if you would have caught him in the wrong way. Yeah, but he didn't, and we're going to leave it at that, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not supporting it. I'm just saying what I saw from watching the video. Um, the guy... I want. I can't think of his name. Is it Bryce Jones? Uh, the TV guy that owned the Weather Channel. I guess his uh thing is moving on up to the Supreme Court. I guess they're gonna be in starting their trial either last week or sometime this week or in the next coming weeks. Um, him suing Comcast. Um. I'm going to have to do some more research on it. I mean, the stuff I've been reading, uh, which amazes me that folks really don't read anymore, like outside of what you're taught at school. Like, my mom was a teacher. She was a special ed teacher. So I learned stuff at school, and I learned stuff outside of school. So... I was reading stuff about all these heroes and laws. Maybe I think the earliest I started was fifth grade in the summertime. And so it the the Civil Rights Act of eighteen sixty six. I learned that in eighth grade, the eighth grade summer, before I went to eighth grade in that summer. Well not learned, but read over it. Because my mom would make us do, like, reports or, you know, do more than just sit around the house in the summertime and traveling and go outside 
you know, amongst doing our chores and stuff, we read a lot. So it was just amazing, you know, to find people that's just finding about finding out about it. Um, I don't know what specifically it has to do with the case. But like I said, I'm going to have to do some more research um, to get a better understanding because I don't like to present anything without having a full grasp of, you know, what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I can give you the surface, but some people want more. Some people don't. Um, In other news, Little Rock uh, School District teachers went on strike Thursday for one day uh, in hopes of getting their issues resolved. Um, what seems like a lot. And I've always been a, a, a person that says teachers need to get paid. I mean, we pay all these taxes. Like Jayco says, our taxes are supposed to be a road in schools. But they it don't seem like it's it's building roads in schools. It seems like it's it's getting rid of uh schools, especially in like small towns and like forcing well not forcing but, but combining districts into one but still not paying the teachers, you know, adequately to to better equip, you know, students with what they need to, you know, get by in life or, or, or survive in life and progress in life. I know you, the parents got to do what they got to do outside of, you know, the classroom, but, you know, kids these days are spending uh, about seven to eight hours in a classroom with a teacher. So, you know, teachers have families too. They they have concerns that need to be met. They have things they want to take care of, or things that will make their job better and stuff. Um, that was just a weird incident for the governor Asa Hutchinson to tweet support for, which is no like all the teachers wouldn't. When going to the picket lines, I think some of them called in. Uh, uh, some parents went out there with their children instead of taking them to school, even though there were safe zones set up for parents to drop their kids off. Aisha had put out a tweet that basically said he thanks the teachers that went to work and chose to serve the kids first. You appreciate it. My thing is, why you just can't take time to sit down and hear their concerns and hear the parents of the kids' concerns? Like, it, it's it's not that hard. Like, it can't be that hard. You can't be that you you can't say you can't fit it into your schedule. So, hopefully. Um, I haven't heard anything else lately about a strike or anything. Um, 
hopefully these issues get resolved for the teacher's sake and the kid's sake because some of our kids, most kids like going to school. I know my oldest, he loved going to school. He's in the robotic club and some other clubs, and, and he was kind of upset that he couldn't go to school that day. So I'm just hoping that that issue gets resolved and both sides can come to an agreement that's that's beneficial for both. But I want to say they're still under state control or maybe getting out from under state control. So um, I should know more by the next podcast on that whole situation. Uh, and that's all I got for y'all tonight. Um, I want to say God bless to all my listeners, uh, followers, subscribers. Um, I hope you gained or liked what you were listening to. Uh, This is Kenneth Winston Jr. with the A70 Podcast and Beyond. I'll see y'all on the other side. God bless.